Well, today we're joined not only with uh, Dr. Jim Lytle, our president, but our very special guest, all the way from Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, Miss Sherry Holloway. Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks. Uh, it's been a long journey, but we made it. Well, tell us a little bit about, you know, how in the world you end up at BBC, now CSU? That is a very interesting question. Uh, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a medical lab tech. And uh, I'm a problem solver. That's how God wired me. And so I thought, what better thing to do than to try and find the answer to some huge thing like cancer or some other kind of disease. And so I thought that would be a great avenue for me to be able to go to. Um, but I grew up in a Christian family. And so my mom and dad wanted to make sure that I had some Bible education. Um, and when I uh, was in my senior year, my mom and dad said, look, you can go and do your medical lab tech. But as we were looking at schools, none of them really, uh, yeah, none of them really had that good Bible education and a good background, a good foundation for me going forward in their minds, uh, even though there were Christian universities, though not many. Uh, so they said, look, let's at least just go get one year. How about if you just get one year of Bible education, and then you could go on from there. Okay, so, and uh, honestly, this is probably not a great admissions story, but I was sitting in my Christian school. I went to Christian school starting in my 10th grade year. I was sitting in chapel my senior year. A group came from BBC, and I heard them say two things. They had a good sports basketball program for girls, for women, and secondly, they had a one-year Bible program. Oh, and the other thing was that they were close to where I lived. I where was home South for you at the time? I grew up in South Jersey. Uh, that's New Jersey down by Philadelphia for those people who aren't familiar with that South Jersey thing. It's not up by New York, but so I was down there and it was only at the time, it was only a three hour drive. Now it's closer to two fifteen. Uh, but anyway, so I heard that I, after chapel, I went up, I talked to them and I said, is this true? You said you're close and you have uh, a one year Bible program. And they said, yes. I said, I'm going. That's how I came to BBC. Do you remember the uh, name of the group, the gospel I team? I don't know who it was. I, I couldn't. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's probably not. That's certainly no reflection on them. Uh, but when I was uh, there and uh, I thought, okay, we're going to go and do this. And the poor registrar's office, I'm sure, just didn't know what to do with me when I think every time I signed something, I picked a different program. I didn't know what I wanted to do. When I got here, I, I loved women's basketball. And I had a friend who came the year ahead of me. And I uh, that's a little more familiar with BBC, but I really had no other connections. Um, so I came, I loved the team. And so I thought, okay, maybe not a one year, maybe I'll stay for two. And then it went a little further. And then I thought, I really like this place. And I really like the Bible. I'll stay for three. 
and I'll get, there was a five, a three-year diploma at the time, a Bible diploma. And then, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's a long story, but God totally changed my heart, taught me and showed me that I'm a teacher. They started the health and phys ed program while I was here. So I jumped into that uh, and God used summer camp experience to help me know um, that's what I should do. It's kind of a fun story. My mom and dad dropped me off for camp. Uh, I was asked to come and be a counselor for the week. I'd never done anything like that. And uh, while I was here, I had talked to my mom and dad before I came, hey, this will be a great opportunity to see if this is truly what God wants you to do. So when they came and picked me up at the end of the week, uh, I remember the the, just the basics. Hi, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then all one of them asked me a question. All they said was, well, and all I said back was, that's it. I knew God totally used that to teach and to help me understand this is what I want you to do. So kind of a long story, but it's all God's grace for sure. What year did you end up graduating from the college? I graduated in 85. And what other, besides women's basketball, what other events or activities did you find yourself immersed in? Sure. While I was here, uh, I really didn't do a whole lot other than uh, on the basketball and athletics, but I also uh, did some, did some academics. That was good. And I also was involved in the leadership on my dorm. I was in Barn Dollar Hall and uh, all four years and was involved in the leadership in, in that dorm uh, while I was here. So those were my two big things uh, while I was on campus. Favorite professor or experience during your time here? Oh, man, I have so many wonderful, wonderful uh, experiences on the basketball team, especially uh, just helping me. Uh, Big shout out to Nancy Durwachter. She was a huge influence in my life, just watching how she loved God and loved people and really loved life. She absolutely lived. She had a great time. Uh, I'm definitely wired on the more serious type of uh, type of living. And she helped me understand that you can still relax and enjoy uh, enjoy life and really uh, enjoy what you're doing. Uh, but there were, it was still, you had to buckle down and, and get to it. She was a great coach. When I was here, one of the things that's huge in my life was this is where I learned to think, uh, how to think through the word and to learn. Uh, so when I'm sitting in a Dr. Lytle class, which I took everything, that I could. So there was principles, there was Romans, there was advanced principles back then. I just ate it up him, uh, Joe Schlegel, Chuck Emmert, all of the people who were so instrumental in helping me learn the word, but not just take what I've been told, but how to take the word and incorporate so that I'm thinking. And now also looking at it and understanding how to gain from it, to continue to gain from it uh, on my own and make good choices going forward. So it wasn't just Bible classes, but everything 
every class had that mixture of it was a worldview. It wasn't just this is the subject. It was an absolute worldview uh, in in whatever the subject was. Everything was intertwined. You mentioned some legendary professors. <laughs> now, fast forward. You're on the other side of it. Now you're a fac full, full faculty member here, professor for many years. How did it come about that you ended up uh, staying on after graduation to teach at your alma mater? Yeah, after I graduated, uh, well, I, as I said, I wanted to teach. And uh, my idea was to teach and coach and find a high school and stay there and then maybe eventually move into a college uh, assistant role and that kind of thing. Uh, but after I graduated, I really thought I had a teaching job. And then at the end of the summer, the school closed that door. Uh, God closed that door for sure. And so uh, I had no teaching job. And uh, that was a really, really difficult time for me at that point. And that's a whole nother story. But God brought me to uh, a place in South Jersey. I was able to live with my parents and save some money that way. And uh, but he gave me a job in a as a weight training instructor. That okay. Uh, but now I look back. Oh my goodness, that was exactly what I needed. God needed to teach me how to talk to people, and He used um, part of my job. Part of my job as a weight weight training instructor was to talk to these very large men and tell them they were doing the exercise improperly. Okay, so. Uh, I had to learn how to make relationships and, and help them and take them along. And at that time, also, God really helped me understand, you are a teacher. I'm not done with you. And so uh, I just sent out resumes everywhere, everywhere. I mean, seriously, 80 resumes across the country. Okay, admittedly, a lot of them to Florida because it's warm. But anyway, out of the blue, and I got no response, but out of the blue, uh, Mr. Brock was the athletic director at the time. And uh, he called and said, hey, would you consider coming and teaching part time, being a part of the faculty, but also uh, as an assistant coach with the idea that the next year you would move into the head coach position? Uh, and yeah, we had a couple conversations. My first interview was with Fred Brock sitting on his porch, drinking some iced tea. Right? So what, what, a, what a treasure. Uh, he was a, a great mentor and uh, I'm super grateful for the opportunity uh, to have come on. So that's how I ended up here. I was thinking that your experience there as a weight coach telling overweight guys they're doing things wrong was probably great training for becoming part of a college faculty. Uh, now, so over the years, you've taught a lot in your professional discipline, but also in the last few years, you've taught Bible classes. Uh, do you like one better than the other? Oh, man, my heart's passion is to teach the word. And uh, I love, I love, don't get me wrong, I love my teaching, my discipline, the health and physical education. Uh, but to some extent, there's really a, a, a big, huge tie in there. I mean, I get to teach living well to students and 
what better way to talk about stewardship and, and what God has a plan for us and stress relief and conflict resolution and all of that based in the word. And we talk about having a why before a what. Okay. But teaching some Bible classes here at yes. CSU was not the first place you taught Bible. No, correct. Uh, I got an opportunity to be a part of the Life Women's Conference. And so uh, I started doing just the activities uh, for that. And then after a few years, I thought, you know, I asked them, guys, do you think maybe I could do a workshop? How about, uh, and then I did some of that. And again, it was kind of uh, fitness related. And then I asked after a few years, can I do something on the Bible? I, I really got a, hung I have a hunger for that. And so we got to do that. And I have not looked back since I love teaching the word. So I get to do that at the Life Women's Conference, which now I'm also on the planning committee for, uh, where we have Five to 800 women. Now we're looking at, of course, with the COVID restructuring, restructuring at this point, we're trying to decide that. But our goal is to get a thousand women here on campus to hear the word. And we have breakout sections and everybody has an opportunity to do something. But we're looking to encourage and equip women. And then uh, as a teacher here on campus, I also get to speak or teach the word. Now, I teach some Bible classes in the spring. I teach a Bible class. And particularly, I like, I do teach to just women because I want to encourage our females to approach the word with confidence, to step up and to not just pull somebody's video series or DVD series offline or, or take something down from the library. Or I want them to have the confidence to get in and know what God is saying and how to help others know that as well. And then I also have an opportunity on weekends uh, through my speaking ministry, and that is called Wellspring Overflow. And uh, I love to do that. I'm going to a conference in April. I'll be out in Minneapolis. So if anybody's listening, you're out there, come and get us. And uh, love to have that opportunity to connect with women and helping them take the word, the truth, and connect it with their reality. We're here with uh, Sherry Holloway, professor at Clark Summit University. You, you mentioned your speaking ministry, but you've also written a book. Tell us about the, the book that you've written. Yes, uh, I have a book right now. It is, uh, it's out and you can get it on Amazon. It's called For the Love of God and had a great opportunity working with Emily Gaiman. She helped me craft that and did an amazing job. Uh, and I think she was on the podcast here just not too long ago, just recently. Uh, and so she was a huge help. But what we did was took two teaching sessions and we're teaching in this book is a study on two sections, Ephesians 2, where we talk about what God's love is, who it's for, how do you get it, and then in the second section, we talk from 1 Corinthians 9 about what life should look like when you have the love of God. So it's really, I like to call it a conversation. It's not just a, hey, let me tell you these three easy steps, but rather it's helping you walk through the word because that's really where we get the truth. You, you've obviously been a student of the word all along. 
And uh, I understand that you're currently uh, expanding your, uh, your degrees and doing some more study. Tell us about your doctoral work. I do love to learn. And then once I get in the middle of it, I wonder what in the world I'm doing. Uh, but now, yes, I am taking some classes from the seminary, from Baptist Bible Seminary, and I'm headed in the direction of a D-min degree. Uh, I, I do really love to learn. And when you learn from the word and it, it, God says it is alive and able to change us. And so the more I learn about that helps me know how to do that for myself, but also equips me to be able to help others do that very, very well. The, the classes I've had so far have been just amazing and they're super challenging, but I walk away encouraged in the end uh, because I know that I'm learning something that I'm actually able to use from people who are not just very smart individuals, but who also are pastoral. And so as they're teaching, they get it. They know how to help people make connections because that's what they're doing. So they help us be able to connect what we're learning to help other people. And you can't beat that. Okay, Sherry, our longest serving faculty member here was Dr. Ruth Haycock. She's here 37 years. Um, I think Dr. Carter was here 35 there about what year is this for you? Honestly, I yeah, 34, 35. I kind of yeah, lose track. It's about it. So the second part of my question then is when whenever whenever God allows someone to dig into one place for the long haul, uh, they have a different set of observations than others do. And I was thinking back to your story about your mom and dad bringing you here and where you were as a high school student and all those things. You've seen a lot of students go through here. Uh, what would you say to mom and dad nowadays if they had a daughter like you who just wasn't sure, is, is CSU a place for me? Or what would you say? To yeah. And, you know, I've had lunch conversations with some of our prospects as they come in. We get to have lunch with some of them at times. And there are some people who just aren't sure. And yeah, I guess, first of all, I would say to the parents, it's okay. You know, no need to to worry that, oh, no, what are they going to do? They're going to be stuck in living in my basement for the rest of their life. And But I, I, I will remind them that that's OK and that God absolutely has wired your son or daughter for totally for his purpose. And he will reveal that. Secondly, I would say that CSU is an amazing place to be able to find that uh, our admissions staff, first of all always looking to help you know your wiring. Uh, and that's what that's what we're doing as well. But if you're a people person uh, as a student, if you're a people person, you want to help others, this is the place. And I, I tell people that because everything about us, everything about CSU, your, your academic experience, your co-curricular, which would be athletics or music or drama or student leadership or whatever you're involved in, and you need to be involved in something you should. Mm -hmm. uh, but everything in your dorm, everything's geared to help you know yourself, know how God's wired you, and then help you understand maybe where in the world he might use that. 
And so you're involved with students on campus who all want to help people, who all want to minister to others. And so what are they going to do? They're going to minister to each other. And so we are all about trying to help each other. Students find themselves connecting with people that will, they will have lifelong friends who will always be a great encouragement to them. But all of it really geared and based and founded and grounded in the truth. Sherry, you mentioned athletics and I like sports as you do. You were privileged to follow Nancy Durwalker, right? As coach for 20 Uh, some years. Well, I actually, uh, David Spink took the reins after Nancy uh, when she and Steve left to go to a church. uh, And he was here for a few years. He was working on his degree in the seminary. And then uh, as I stepped in, I came in as that assistant in the fall of 86. And then from there, the next year, I stepped in as the head coach. So for 20 some years, you coached? Yes, I, I coached for 20 years. At that point, I stepped away in 07, 2007. And then in 2015 and 16, I stepped in for a year just as an interim to help uh, there was a gap in there it needed to be filled. And so I stepped in and, uh, we tried to, to do that. So as a coach, how did you use sports to me, sports and the spiritual journey? There's so many overlaps and principles. How did you use the platform as a, a woman's basketball coach to influence your ladies? Oh, Paul, where can we start? I mean, we could just keep talking, keep talking right there, but there, Look, nothing, nothing, uh, and I'm sure other people may disagree with this, but nothing mimics life or puts you in situations, in life situations like athletics. Nothing challenges you in that way every day for two and a half hours. So when I was coaching, and I just have a little bit, just a tiny bit of intensity to me. So the, the athletics really fit in with that as well. So helping helping my players, helping the women understand that what you're doing right now is not just, we used to say, this is not just a drill. This is how you play. This is not just how you play. This is how you live. So we would take that and and talk about what you do inside the lines is really how you live outside the lines and giving those opportunities and talking about that. We get a drill where it's super hard. Yes. It's all about basketball and defense or coverage or body position or whatever, but this, this is a challenge to you to work hard in life, to, to push through, to persevere, to endure. Uh, so we took opportunities and that's one of the things that I loved about coaching. That's the thing I missed most about coaching was that for two and a half hours, every day I had an opportunity to make a difference. But then when I stepped away, God helped me and showed me and reminded me, Hey, you're still teaching. So you still take that opportunity, connect. That's the best part about being a faculty member here at CSU. I get to connect with students. So now as I'm teaching, I see somebody who's struggling. I could talk to them before or after class. Hey, what's going on? Is there something going on at home? Or is there something you don't understand? How can I help you? Those types of things. So God not only helped me help others, but he used athletics to help me as he took me then forward into something else uh, just to help me see beyond athletics. 
Well, Sherry, it's hard to say enough nice things about you. Uh, really, I mean, when when I you know when I look at you know I, I have memories of of young Sherry Holloway as a student here, and you know, and and the intensity and you know all that stuff. Really, it was it's good memories. But the way that God redirected your life, you know, a Proverbs three, five, and six thing, and then has opened up opportunities in front of you to teach students and teach adults, and it's just been great. Uh, so, uh, as the president of the college, you know, to a faculty member of the college, and a coach at the college, and a speaker at the college, and a student at the college, uh, I am just so thankful for what you've let God do through you uh, for the benefit of our students in this school. And thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning on the podcast, too. For sure. Thank you. I, I got to say, I, I love. CSU and love being here. Most of all, I thank God for the opportunity and that he would take someone like me who really thought they knew what was going on and really was clueless. And by his grace, he's helped me. He's taken in a, a prideful person and, and helped me learn to think and, and to put an emphasis on his word and then to help other people. It doesn't get any better than that. Thank you, Sherry. Yes, thank you. It's been great to spend some time with you. Thanks. It's been great. Love being able to talk about what God's done.